Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Hooked on Sports here on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and wherever you get podcasting streaming services. Thank you so very much for listening to the podcast once again. So it, it, it is an interesting time right now to be a sports fan, obviously, with so with the NBA regular season underway, I have a couple of hockey takes uh, about the Rangers, the Islanders, and why the Edmonton Oilers ha- had to move on from their from their coach and had to make a coaching change after what what was a massively disappointing start to to to, to their season and why it was obvious that, that they were going to get back on track. Uh, I, we'll we'll get into into some into some some notes about baseball with the Mets and the Cubs uh, and and other teams hiring managers. Uh, the the Brewers hired their manager too. So so I I, I think we're we're going to get um, in, into that as we as we move along here. But I I but th- th- there's a lot to um to to look forward to for. For the upcoming week, um, for the upcoming week in the, in the, in the world of sports, and and I think to, to to start this podcast off and and to get us rolling here, we we are going to start with the Buffalo Bills because the the big the big takeaway from, from the NFL this past the past weekend to me was that the Buffalo Bills. Are, are on a path southward, and it's not, and it's not going to let up anytime soon because if the the Bills lost at home to the Broncos last night on Monday Night Football, twenty four twenty two was the final, and and it was just a complete an utter disaster of a performance by, by the Bills. So and and there are a lot of different areas of blame you you can you can throw around. Um, in, in, in with all things considered, you one you could you could you could look at the offense. Two, you could look at Sean McDermott, and three, you 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 can look at, at at what the whole culture has become now in Buffalo over the last two two or three years because the the, the because the, the, there was uh, the the uh, the attention to detail last night was so poor on so many different levels with. With the mistakes that were made, Josh Allen's interceptions. You, know, you there, there's a, a lot you can say about the the, the in-game management, the, the defensive play calling by Sean McDermott uh, at, at the end, because they're trying to dial up an all-out blitz on third and ten after you just did uh, third and long after you just did that on second down, uh, knowing that it was predictable and knowing it was coming. And Russell Wilson made made, made throws uh, made made the throw to to draw the pass interference penalty, and, and that then in the situation where 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 the Bron where the Broncos um rushed out the field goal unit to try and win the game, so Will Lutz the kicker misses it wide right, and the, and and the Bills were called for twelve men on the defense, which which is uh, which is a category mistake. Uh, by by the Bills, so Will Lutz got a second opportunity without having without having to deal with the rush, without having to deal with the clock, and and, and he sells uh sells to kick in to uh to win the game for for the Broncos in a in a in a crazy ending to that. So uh, but 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 th- this this game uh exposed a lot of the flaws that that are going on with the Buffalo Bills, and number one is the coaching because. The biggest year, but 
of the Buffalo Bills. And I've been saying this on this podcast for, for three years. The biggest year but for this Buffalo Bills team is Sean McDermott. And 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 this going back three three years ago, the the year where uh, where uh, they had the, the year where their season ended on the game in the game where they had they gave thirteen seconds too much to the Chiefs um, in that in that amazing divisional round game. But 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 before that, during the regular season, there there were a lot of mind numbing losses. Uh, for uh, for the Bills, so like 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 to me, for example, losing to Urban Meyer and the Jaguars, uh, lo- lo- losing at home uh, in in a in a in the swirling winds to the Patriots in a game where the Patriots um uh, did uh, did not nothing but run run the football, uh for for sixty minutes and and yet they they still found a way to win and 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 that of course you also have the disaster in Tennessee you had. Um, uh, the blowout loss at home against the Colts. You had the, the loss at home to Pittsburgh that year. And, and all those losses mattered because instead of the Bills being the one seed, and I, I, when, you, when you look at the statistics, the Bills were the best team in the NFL that year, but, but, but because of these... Uh, of, of these uh, because because of these um, self self inducing mistakes, they they had to play uh, on the road in Kansas City, which wound up being an advantage for the Chiefs uh, for, for for that football game. So, uh, so, so that, that then you go back to last year, where 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 they 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 couldn't stop the Cincinnati Bengals uh, in in the play in the divisional round. They they get blown out. Um, at home by uh, by 17 points, where, whereas a win would have made a Bills Chiefs AFC Championship game play at a neutral site instead of Arrowhead, which which at the time that crazy rule felt like a major win for the Buffalo Bills because they wouldn't have to go to Arrowhead again uh, of, of, in a playoff game where where they lost in the playoffs uh, the, the previous two years, and and, and then it all then all all comes to full circle this year. Um, where so where, where the bills are now five and five and the and the bills uh, just finished uh, the easy part of their schedule because because the bills have been facing b- terrible offenses and terrible defenses uh, for, for, for the for the better part of, of the season like like the Raiders like the commanders and Ron Rivera with with the Giants, with the Buccaneers, with the Patriots, with the Jets after Aaron Rodgers ruptured his Achilles on the fourth snap of the season. And and then you also uh, include the Broncos team that, that, that was under 500 going into that. And now the now the Bills are 5-5, five and, five, and, and there is so much blame to go around uh, with, with this Buffalo Bills team. And, and, and Sean McDermott, so can coach his way out of a paper bag. Uh, he he he's uh, he's uh, d- doing scapegoating all the way around. He benched James Cook after he fumbled on the first snap of the game, and that that made no sense because the Bills needed James Cook's power to uh, to to run past one of the league's uh, league's worst rushing defenses. Uh, and and then then you uh, uh, obviously the mistakes by by Josh Allen the bad throws the, the 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 failed fourth down conversion which made no sense to me at all and and the, and the Bills who who got away with this in the Giants game got away with this in ta- uh, in in the Bucks game and and they but they didn't get away with it 
when they, when they lost uh, to Mac Jones and the Patriots and Zach Wilson and the Jets. Uh, and it, it, it was completely unacceptable. And eventually, in, in front of a national audience, in, in front of millions of people uh, on their television sets, that they, they found a way to embarrass themselves. And to, to make it further, Sean McDermott uh, uh, made Ken Dorsey, uh, the offensive coordinator, another scapegoat, Bob, um, uh, because the Bills announced today, on Tuesday, that they fired offensive coordinator Ken Dorsey. So, the, uh, so which is wild when you think about it, because I, I thought Ken Dorsey was, was the perfect replacement for, for, the, for the Bills offensive coordinator uh, a job after Brian Dable left to coach the Giants. So, and, and, I, and, and here, here are some things that, that I found which are wild about the Bills' offense, and and mind you, th and, and this is through ten weeks, and th and this this got Ken Dorsey fired. That they they were they were third in red zone efficiency, second in third down conversion, third in yards per play, fourth in QBR, third in uh, th third in EPA per play, first in success rate, and third in DVOA. And, and th th those are analytical statistics that, in, in a league that, that that that's being over that's being overtaken by analytics, and th th those things were, were boons for the Buffalo Bills that this season. But 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 the self-inducing mistakes, and 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 it's one thing to make to make mistakes because let's let's face it, Michael Jordan made mistakes, Tom Brady made mistakes, Joe Montana made mistakes. Brian Dable made mistakes when he was the offensive coordinator for the Bills uh, a, a, a few times, but 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 the, but the but the definition of insanity is is trying trying to um uh, to, to to run run a game plan where you can overcome mistakes and lose and try to do it over and over and over again. But that but that's exactly what. What, what what this Buffalo Bills uh, Bills team has done six straight games with an interception uh, from from Josh Allen and 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 some of those weren't weren't Ken Dorsey's fault uh, it it was him it was it was Allen making uh, it, it was him making bad decisions and 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 Sean McDermott is 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 holding is not holding people accountable uh the the way the way, the way they're doing things. Um, because if because the Bills uh, have had so many problems uh, all all year protecting the football, they uh they have committed eight uh, eighteen turnovers uh, in in ten games, which ranks twenty seventh out of thirty two teams in the NFL. Um, and so their their offense has has been uh, of course has been efficient at times, but so but 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 it comes down. Uh, to to the accountability and, and the culture and, and the and the pressure to to succeed and the motivation to succeed, it's just not there when it comes to the Buffalo Bills. So, uh, and and it, and it was the Bills' decision. It was the Bagulas' decision to extend Sean McDermott, um, uh, based on the job he did. Um, after all, after the. Uh, the, the 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 insanity that went on with with Dick Jerron and Rex Ryan, which everyone knew except for the Bills that that was going to be a disaster. So 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 we zip on over to uh, to, to this to this game uh, and and this season and and and, and there's there's no sense of urgency 
at, at all from uh, f from the Bills. There's nothing. Uh, there's n n nothing going on that, that that screams playoffs. And and when and when you're looking at the grand scope of things for when it comes to the postseason, and and, and by by the way, check, take a look at the standings. The Bills are five and five, and they would not make the playoffs if the season ended today. Not once in the last six weeks. Have 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 the Bills screen playoffs for, for me? So because because they have lost each of the last six games against the spread, uh, and and five of the six games uh, they 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 were they were pretty heavy favorites, including including Jacksonville, which 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 was uh, again a, a a game where they had a lot of uh, they made too many mistakes. At, and the, the Patriots game, of course, uh, the, the 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 turnovers there. So so it it is a wide so a range and array of things. But but n n the number one reason uh, to to blame the bill uh, bills for their uh for their success or 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 to put the blame on Buffalo is Sean McDermott. And, and here's the thing, though, with with, with this Bills team that and, and and I also think that 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 you look at other things. Outside the play, the play uh, of the, of the Bills, where 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 you question Sean McDermott, and and, so, and the one thing that that the that the Bills post king uh, post game crew uh, on radio brilliantly brought up, which which I totally forgot was a thing this year, is is, is like it was was the snafu with with Stefan Diggs and, and 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 the mini camp absence and and that uh, Sean McDermott excused. Uh, Stephon Diggs for 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 uh, for, for missing train uh, for missing that w one practice of mandatory minicamp that 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 is that is part of the contracts that every single player on every single team in the NFL signs is to show up to mandatory minicamp. So I I I I I could look at that and and it, and and that thing was something I really overlooked because. Because, because the the leadership from from the top down, in terms of creating a, a confidence culture, in in terms of in terms of building the team chemistry, is just not there with with this Buffalo Bills team, and 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 to, and to make things worse after after the the, the supposedly um, easy schedule where where the Bills should have had four slam dunk victories, go go, go to seven and three, be in first place. In the in the AFC East with the tiebreaker over Miami, now now the schedule gets a lot tougher, and it starts the uh, this upcoming Sunday with the Jets. Not easy, and and and, I, and I'm telling you right now, if, if the Bills are seven point favorites, I'm taking the Jets with the points because of of, of mistakes, and, and this is a Jets defense that that is superb. And, and and knowing that the Bills are not going to change game for of course, they're not going to make the adjustments uh, they make. So I, I'm going to take the Jets with the points. I don't know if the Jets are going to win because of, because they employ Zach Wilson as their quarterback. But 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 after the Jets, they have the the, the a road game in Philadelphia bye week at Kansas City versus Dallas at the Chargers versus the Patriots, a team that they lost to. Uh, earlier in the season, and then the last week of the season, they're and they're, they're at Miami, a team they beat by twenty four uh, by twenty eight points in, in week four. So, how many of these games are the Bills going to win? I I I, I say the so let's say that they they beat the Jets. I think it's going to be a narrow victory for the Bills again on Sunday in in front of a national audience um, against the Jets. Uh, they're not beating Philadelphia, I don't think. 
I don't know if I don't think they're going to beat Kansas City because because the Chiefs are, are far less prone to mistakes than the than the Buffalo Bills are. Dallas? I don't think they're beating Dallas. I have no idea if they're going to beat the Chargers. <laughs> I have no idea if they're going to beat New England the, the way the way they the way they played that game, and it, it was a game where where the Patriots outgained the Bills by by twenty five yards. So 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 you, you have that. And then Miami, a team, a team that's been amazing at home this year, albeit against against second division teams the entire time. So, but but can this Bills team win nine games? That that that's a question for you. Can can this Bills team win nine games? I mean, I have no idea if if that's going to be a thing because Sean McDermott is living. Uh, in his own little bubble, which is not, which doesn't appear to pop any anytime soon, and 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 Ken Dorsey is going to be replaced by Joe Brady, and and mind you, I like Joe Brady, um, in in Carolina, I I thought he I thought he was an obvious hire hire to be the offensive coordinator for Matt Rule, and and he he was amazing, um, at LSU with that Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson team. Which was the greatest offense ever assembled in the in the 150 year history of college football? So 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 I, of of course uh, uh, I I have to give give Joe Brady a chance, but is is there any way uh, to 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 let the, to let the NFL know they're serious if they don't fire Sean McDermott? I I I, I just don't don't understand it. And, and and I don't. But here's the thing, though. I don't think this is going to happen anytime soon because. The, the Bills just extended Sean McDermott, which which is which is beyond insane. Uh, given how given how the 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 last two seasons ended, and 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 McDermott is extended for for four more years after this year, and it it doesn't feel like the Pagulas are going to fire uh, Sean McDermott, uh, fire a coach they just extended. Heh, look, I mean Texas A and M. Just fired Jimbo Fisher, and and A and M is gonna be play, uh, paying Jimbo Fisher seventy seven million dollars, uh, somewhere in that somewhere in that range through twenty thirty one, including nineteen point six million dollars this year. So so it, it's, listen, if A and M can throw can can waste seventy six million dollars on Jimbo Fisher, which 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 was a hire I didn't understand in the first place. Because he was, because he was a saving assistant. He had, he had that one shiny moment when, when, when they beat Alabama uh, at, at home in twenty twenty one. But, but other, other than that, what, what was there to be excited about with, with, with Jimbo Fisher? It, 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 it was a nonsensical hire. Maybe, listen, maybe, maybe A and M could, could hire a guy like. Uh, uh, like Ed Orgeron, who, who who is a gem, or try to lure Deion Sanders into, into the SEC, and boy, that that would be unreal if A and M could could get Deion Sanders and, and the SEC with the with the expansion coming up next year. But but but, but going back to the Bills, uh, it it it, do, it does not feel like 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 this team is, is going to go anywhere. Um, if Sean McDermott is is the head coach, and and and, that, and, and to make make it further that you you look at the the landscape of the AFC, right? Because because you because you know in 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 the AFC, especially this year, well the, 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 there there's zero margin for error. 
So because because when you're thinking about Super Bowl contenders, you obviously got to think about the Chiefs because of Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, and Travis Kelsey. You you got to think about Baltimore. You 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 got to think about Cincinnati if 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 they are if they are the five seed if they don't win the division. And you also got to you got to think about Jacksonville if if they can turn things around offensively there. So so you you you've, you've got those teams. And, and when it, when it comes to the rest of, of of these of the teams, you don't you don't know about about Miami because they haven't been a good team yet. That they they they, they, they haven't been. Uh, you got to think about the, the Steelers. You got to think about the Browns. You got to think about Cincinnati, a team that uh, the Bills already lost to. So if it's the Bengals and the Bills at the end, the Bengals have the tiebreaker. You also got to think about the Houston Texans. You also got to think about uh, think about Denver now. If, if Denver can reel off some wins and they have and they have a beneficial schedule since since they're done with Kansas City this year. So so but right now, uh, tell please tell me the Bills are a playoff team because right now I'm not seeing it when it when it comes to the Buffalo Bills and and and, and Sean McDermott. A- anyway, so 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 that that was the big story. In, in my in my mind uh, coming uh, from this weekend, but th- th- there were others to talk about, and, and and I got and I am obsessed with with with, with C J Stroud and and C J Stroud is right now the rookie of the year, uh for offense uh, in in the NFL and, and he had another unbelievable performance in in, in Cincinnati against Joe Burrow and the Bengals and 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 C J Stroud outplayed uh, uh, Joe Burrow and the Bengals for sixty minutes. On on uh, on Sunday, so uh, 356 yards passing, a touchdown and an interception on the heels uh, of that five touchdown performance uh, against Tampa uh, in um, in in week nine, and and C and, and C J Stroud has put the Texans in a position, and hey, and and checking the standings of the season ended today, the Houston Texans would be in the playoffs. The Houston Texans with with my guy Demigo Ryan's I told you that was a great hire and, and, and CJ Stroud who so who I I believe was was the number one quarterback in in, in in this year's draft and you know I was obsessed with CJ Stroud in Ohio State I thought I, I thought uh, but the, the biggest snack on CJ Stroud was that is that they didn't beat Michigan and and the, and the coaching was gonna be a problem there and and, and you also have um, a, a, a great deal. A, 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 a great sense of it's uh, a, 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 of of the amazing culture that the Texans are building and 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 the, and CJ Stroud is so talented he has a great arm he is tough clutch and and he is very much in the MVP conversation right now uh, in the NFL so, and may and I think maybe he's number one in the MVP voting maybe we'll, we'll need to see more to distinguish, to, to distinguish him from the rest but 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 the tex the Texans ha- have an incredible shot of of making the playoffs uh, in 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 a, in a wildly competitive AFC. So I I, I think the te- and the Texans are are very much a team to be reckoned with for 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 the foreseeable future with 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 the with the roster they built the defense uh uh found ways to make stops late uh and hold the Chiefs at Bengals to that field goal. Um, on their last defensive possession, which I thought was big uh, for for the Texans and, and and them getting to the position they needed to win that game, but but uh, but, but overall, I, I'm so impressed with with the Texans and and I'm as with with Texans being able to win. Other other things I was also impressed with 
Whereas San Francisco 49ers smothering the Jacksonville Jaguars. Told you San Francisco was going to uh, going to be Jacksonville, but 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 beating Jacksonville by 31 points. Holy wow! That 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 was a a, a thorough ass kicking by the San Francisco 49ers and the 49ers. Are, 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 are amazing with with what with what a healthy Debo Samuel and what a healthy Trent Williams can do for for, for your football team and and and, and it, it is incredible because Kyle Shan, uh, Kyle Shanahan uh, what w- w- was a jam uh, that the defense was was flying around and the and, and Brock, Brock Purdy was was dominant and. Uh, and in a game though, where Christian McCaffrey's uh, touchdown uh, consecutive games with a touchdown streak ended at 17, so they outgained the Jaguars two to one, and they forced four turnovers, uh, and, and made Trevor Lawrence look absolutely miserable. Um, with with two inter- uh, two interceptions, a passer rating of 48.8, and Brock Purdy was just th- 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 uh, throwing darts to Kittle and Yuschik and Ayuk. Uh, it, it it is unbelievable what 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 this what this team um what what this football team can do and they they ran for 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 140 yards rushing rushing on 30 carries including 95 yards rushing by by by, by Christian McCaffrey so I I I am obsessed with this 49ers team and this 49ers team can show that they they can win they can dominate in any style of fight when healthy. And they and they did just that when they when they knocked off the Jacksonville Jaguars um, the, the way they did. And also another thing to to uh, a couple of other things to uh, to tell you about. Um, uh, the, the, how about this jo- this Joshua Dobbs story? Well, with 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 the with the Vikings because because Josh Dobbs some uh, is is an astronaut. Uh, 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 and who is who's and his nickname is is Pastronaut because because of his uh, his amazing ability to uh, c- complete the forward pass and, and and what an inspiring story that 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 he's been he, of course in, in his first two games in Minnesota the first one he comes off the bench after Jaron Hall uh, gets hurt. And so he, he he is able to uh, to drive his team to victory at the end and, and then have another amazing performance. Uh, um, at home against the Saints in his Vikings home debut, and and not turn the turn the ball over, and 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 he was just amazing at what what he was able to do. Um, he of course ran ran for a touchdown through for 268 yards passing, which was a career high for him. So. I am. I'm. How does this Vikings team uh, not rootable? Uh, is is so uh, fun fun to watch them play. And mind you, it, 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 this is a season where the Minnesota Vikings could have easily traded away Kirk Cousins and 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 and, and, re, and rebooted for next year and beyond. But 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 if you, if you take a look at what how the Vikings turn things around, if you, if you look at Kevin O'Connell's commentary, even with the uh, the, the the Joshua Dobbs uh, amazement. Saying that he still wants Kirk Cousins back next year because he knows Kirk Cousins is 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 is, is works really well with his offense, and, and I and I think it it it, it t- tells you a lot. 
uh, about this team. And this Minnesota Vikings team is now six and four. They, they've won five in a row. Said that they, they've won five in a row in the conference. And I and I'm just so so impressed. They're six and two in in conference play, which which is big when when it comes to the tiebreakers. And 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 I and and when I when I made my my preseason predictions and stuff at the start of the season, when when I when I power rank the teams in the NFC in terms in terms of playoffs, I had Minnesota as number eight. I had Carolina at seven, which was. Which was wild, but 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 the the next team up on my list was the Minnesota Vikings because so because of this amazing ability that Kevin O'Connell has done uh, to, uh, to to find ways to win games and 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 they they, they started the season uh, by 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 losing uh, four once uh, four uh four times by 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 seven points or less. And then, then they proceeded to win games where the final score, final margin was seven points or less, and and five and five of their six wins have have been by one possession, which is an unbelievable job in in terms of game prep by Kevin O'Connell. The defense, surprise, surprise, looks much better under my guy Brian Flores, who is who is unreal at at his job. So. I, I give them that they 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 have a top ten total offense. They have a top above average total defense. This this is a well rounded team that 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 could give a team like Detroit or Philadelphia a, a run for their money if if they can get get things situated for uh, going into the playoffs should they make it. And the Vikings have the uh, they they have games against. The Bears, the uh, and the Raiders, the Packers uh, left on their schedule, so so that, so they could very easily uh, well there go to nine wins and then that then pick pick a victory whether it's either Denver, the Lions, or or the Bengals. If they win one of those games and they win the other games they're supposed to, that, that that's ten wins and that's playoffs for Minnesota. So I, I'm I'm uh, I lo- love what the Vikings are doing and and Kevin O'Connell. Uh, in, in any other year, he'd be my front runner for coach of the year. So, but but based on the job D'Amico Ryan's is doing, he uh, he uh, he'd be my choice there. But uh, but Kevin O'Connell is terrific at what he does, and he deserves so much credit. And how about the job Quesi Adolfo Mensa has done? And and and, and I went and, and I and I told you at the time that I loved the hire because the Vikings need, need, needed. Uh, needed to modernize their football operations, and Quesi Dofabenza came from an from an analytics background in Cleveland, and I thought he was going to be awesome with the Vikings, and 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 him bringing in Kevin O'Connell from the Rams after they after the Rams win that Super Bowl. So I I, I love what 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 ha- what what the what the Vikings are doing, and and they're very much in the conversation. And mind you, Justin Jefferson, his return is looming. Um, it, it's going to be a matter of when when he comes back. Maybe uh, he, he is likely to come back before the bye week. We don't know whether it's this week or next week. So, but uh, I I I really uh, love what the Vikings are doing, and they are a team that that should be noted for uh, for for the future here. So, congrat congratulations to to the Vikings. That uh, they, they, they earned this. So, an incredible day uh, week in the uh, in the NFL. 
Alrighty, so other things uh, that that uh, that has uh, kept my eyes open in the world of sports. So I, I want to give you a couple of to uh, give you a couple of topics in the NBA. So, so we spent a lot of time about a, about a, about its franchise as located in Buffalo. Now I'm gonna uh, uh, t uh, start my NBA about. Uh, discussion today about a, about a franchise that used to call Buffalo home, and that's the Clippers. Because right now, if, if that so, because the Clippers have been a disaster since James Harden was traded from the 76ers to uh, the the LA Clippers. Because because uh, look, J James Harden is one of the most majestic scorers. The NBA has ever seen. So he he's won three three scoring titles. I believe he's he's won an MVP, um, and 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 he and he uh, can can score from anywhere. Now the the problem is with with James Harden has been has been winning basketball games and winning championships. Which which he which he uh, which he hasn't done yet, and 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 for the last four or five years, he's been bouncing around the NBA that he, that he wanted out of Houston because he knew he wasn't going to win in Houston. So he, here are the Nets, the uh, the Nets mortgage the future for James Harden, and then he wants out of uh, of, of Brooklyn uh, because because he's not getting getting enough um, time and not enough shots, so he goes to Philly, and then then he's now on with the Clippers, and and look, Judge. James uh, and James Harden has only averaged 13 and a half points per game uh, through his first four games uh, as the Clipper. And spoiler alert: all four of those games were losses, uh, in including in his Clippers debut against the Knicks, where where where, where the Knicks blew them out by a substantial margin. So, uh, I I I think uh, you you look at what the Clippers have, and and they already have Paul George, they already have Kawhi Leonard, they already have Russell Westbrook, they already have. A guy like you know Terrence Mann, who 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 I, who I really liked out of Florida State in the draft process. So, but I I I have I have a lot of questions as to why the Clippers made this trade in the first place because the the Clippers did not need uh, uh, the toxicity that J that James Harden brought uh, from from the, from the Sixers to the Clippers. So they they did not need another score that they they needed to bulk up defensively and back up. And back up their their defensive players. Uh, they they need they need Kawhi Leonard to actually show up, uh, and and play and play some basketball games. Um, uh, which 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 uh, to start he has done with Paul uh, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, and Russell Westbrook have have played every single game so far. Uh, th throughout the course of the season, I mean they they they've been, they've been averaging thirty plus minutes a game. Which which I can understand because uh, uh because they they feel like um uh, the the pressure that coexists uh amongst the amongst the trio but 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 James Harden just uh, just does uh, just doesn't give a damn about uh, about playing in the association um and 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 playing like a champion because he he has been able to do that so uh, I I I. 
totally, I did not understand why the Clippers pulled this trade off in the first place, and 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 I think that the the Clippers are going to suffer greatly because of it. So, and I think another indictment on James Harden is is what his replacement Tyrese Maxey is doing. With the Philadelphia 76ers, because Tyrese Maxey, we've known the past couple of years, Tyrese Maxey has been a tremendous ball player, and now he's showing, since he took over for James Harden, exactly what he can do, and because he is averaging... A nearly 29 points a game in his first nine games, and he just put up a 50 piece uh, against the Indiana Pacers uh, and Rick Carlisle's squad on 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 Sunday. And the and the and the Pacers are are not a bad team so far, and and the Pacers lead lead the NBA in some in scoring uh, points per game. So 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 that that was pretty good uh, outscoring the, um, the the Pacers offense. Um, and and they're and they're key players, but and look, the 76ers are, are very much in the conversation uh, uh, alongside Boston and alongside Milwaukee to, to win the Eastern Conference because the Sixers no longer have to deal with with the toxicity that that James Harden brought over from from, from Brooklyn. That that uh, uh, an excellent player like Tyrese Maxey is, is now able to play. 35 to 40 minutes a game, and and now we're seeing seeing the the roots of that. Also, Nick Nurse has done a great job, um, t- t- taking over after after be, be uh after being being wildly let go by the Toronto Raptors. I mean, Nick Nurse took over, um, um, um for Dwayne Casey in Toronto and won won a championship in his first year there. So it would be interesting if the Sixers um up. Uh, if he did, did uh, pull the same feet off with the Philadelphia 76ers. So, uh, I, I'm ve- ve- very interested um, uh, f- f- from from that regard. So, uh, that, that that that's great work by, by the Sixers, uh, getting James Harden the hell out of uh, the, the, clip, uh, the Clippers and bringing in some pr- some pretty good guys back, like some uh, l- l- like Nicholas Batum uh, and, and others. So, uh, I I think that the the seventy sixers deserve so much credit for, so uh, for 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 what they've been what they've been able to do. They they also um uh brought uh, brought back uh Robert Co- Covington, Marcus Morris. I think all of those guys are going to, are going to be helpful for the seventy sixers when 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 it comes to the playoffs. So I'm I'm very ve- I love what the, I'm seeing from the Sixers. Of course, the Boston Celtics are on fire. The the Milwaukee Bucks are incredible. So so I think the Eastern Conference is is going to be uh is going to be a heavyweight fight. But the Sixers stand in first place in the Eastern Conference with a record of a, re- a record of eight and one. And and, the, and Boston is a half game behind after beating the Knicks last night. They are eight and two. So. So, so I, I can't wait to, uh, to, to see how the Eastern Conference transpires. I think the East is, is going to be a bloodbath this year when, when, when you're looking at those top three teams. And then you also got to factor in Miami. You got to factor in Indiana. You, you, um, you, you have to factor in the Knicks if if they can get things right. Uh, if, if they can get the ship righted um, offensively, which, uh, which 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 seems seems to be. Uh, a bit, a bit of an issue, but the the, the, the Knicks defense uh, has won them uh, the the games they've won so far. So I got, I need to give 
Knicks credit for staying afloat despite playing uh, despite not not getting some of their best and and and, and so, sometimes inconsistently. Though R.J. Barrett ha- has been really strong, which I appreciate as a Knicks fan, but. Um, but I I think that that's that's great stuff. But I, I also want want to talk about uh, about 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 two two of the stars uh, in the NBA. I'm looking at Victor Wimbanyama and and LeBron James because Victor Wimbanyama is unbelievable. He is I mean if if you've seen uh, Wimbanyama play, he he is simply unreal because because he because he he is averaging. Uh, close to 20 points a game, uh, nearly nearly 10 rebounds a game, and he and he just simply is an unbelievable basketball player. That's only going to get better as time goes along, and and he's got the perfect coach to coach him up and turn him into into an all-time great. And by the way, yeah, Greg Popovich did just that with Tim Duncan. And because he 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 was amazing in the summer league, he uh, and and he has a lot of strong post moves. The variety of them is unreal. He keeps defenses off balance. Uh, he he has a three point shot like Kyrie Irving, shooting thirty uh shooting around thirty uh, a little more than thirty percent from uh f- from three point range. A little under because he had because uh, he had a lousy performance uh, f- uh, from down uh, from three point range against Miami on Sunday, which so which knocked his number down a little bit. But st- still pretty good. Also, he 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 is a, he has a a field goal percentage of close to of, of close to fifty uh forty five percent, which is not bad, and he's only going to get better. Uh, only going to get better uh, from there. Um, because he he is a more athletic. What I see from Victor Wimanyama, he is a more athletic Will Chamberlain, a more pulverizing Kareem, and can sh- a stout defender like Rudy Gobert, and can shoot like LeBron, shoot like LeBron. I've, that that that's what I haven't seen with the Victor Wimanyama highlights, and, and I fully expect him to be. Well, one of the all-time greats in the NBA when when he retires twenty years from now. That 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 that's my that's what what, what I'm seeing. Also, his jump shot is virtually un, unblockable. So when, when when you're looking at the at the wingspan and when you're looking at the height, uh, he he is going to be a problem for for the NBA, especially when when he gets a, a, into a more mature NBA player. He he's just simply showing off his raw talent, and, and Popovich is going to turn him into. So into one one of the great one of the all time great players in NBA history as as long as Pop continues to coach, and then and then we come to year twenty one of LeBron. I I, I and, and and I I find it fascinating about 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 what what LeBron James is able to do because what one of the big stories of for the Lakers this going into the season was what was the discussion about a minutes restriction for of 28 to 30 minutes a game for LeBron James as he as he's going to turn 39 years old at the end of the season so but if if you take a look at at LeBron's game log I mean I mean he he is questionable for of uh, for, for for their game against Memphis tonight, but uh, but but when when you look at LeBron, when, um uh, look look at LeBron's uh, minutes totals from uh, for each of the the first nine games he uh, he played the season, so he went from 
It's uh, 29 uh, minutes in, in the in the first game. The game they lost to the defending NBA champions by 12 points. Uh, th that then after that is 35, 39, 32, 42, 35, 37, 27 because of a blowout loss, and then 36 in a game the Lakers won by three points against against the Phoenix Suns. So uh, I, I, you, 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 and the fact that LeBron is doing this. Um, the fact that he's playing on on average, uh, thirty five points a minutes a game, uh, at, at, at in his twenty first season at age thirty nine, it is it, simply remarkable. It, it it's a it's a reflection of, of his work ethic. It's a reflection of his of of of, of, of the athletic shape he's in, and it's just just a testament to to how LeBron just outworks everybody. Um, in, in 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 the in in the grand scope of, of things and 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 actually he's been unbelievable during 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 the uh, the, the stretch he, he's averaging twenty five points a game he's averaging eight rebounds uh, five uh, five and a half assists uh a, one, a little more than a steal and averages one block per game so so I I I really want to see what uh, what what LeBron is able to do. Um, going forward here, because he does have the nagging calf issue, and and he didn't play in 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 the Lakers last game on Sunday, and his, and of course his questionability for, uh, for for the immediate future before he gets healthy again is uh, is, is definitely going to be a question. But you 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 gotta pre uh, at some point, and and it's it's something that we we that we needed to think about with Jordan. And, and with Kobe, that you've got to appreciate everything you have about greatness because it's a big, because true greatness uh, do, doesn't come often. But we we keep seeing it time and time again from LeBron James. So I I also want to touch a little bit on uh, uh, on college football uh, for for a little bit because because I think it's fascinating that this college football season, the, the last one before realignment and the last one before the 12-team playoff. So th th there are seven teams that each tend to know. You have Ohio State, Michigan, Georgia, Florida State, and Washington uh, as the true college contenders. And you, you also got to acknowledge GMU and Liberty, but although they aren't championship contenders because of their schedules, but I do want to acknowledge them for how for how they're winning. And College Game Day is actually going to the JMU game uh, on uh, over the weekend, so for their clash with Appalachian State at the Sunbelt Conference, and they have an incredible culture and incredible fan base down there, but so I, I, I'm, I'm going to, uh, I think it's something I want to acknowledge on this podcast, but in terms of the college football playoff, you have Ohio State, Michigan, Georgia, Florida State, and Washington. And then you have four one-loss teams in Alabama, Oregon, Texas, and Louisville. So, 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 this, so this is how I think the, the college football playoff will play out. Assu assuming there, there isn't, there isn't any, anything shocking that happens over the next couple of weeks. So the, the winner of the Alabama-Georgia SEC championship game, assuming Alabama beats Auburn and, and, um, in a couple of weeks, that the winner of that game is going to be in, in my opinion. I believe the winner of Ohio State and Michigan is going to make it. I, I it, Washington, if they win the Pac-12, I think that I think you got you got to put them in with the schedule they played. Oregon, I think, uh, uh, can get in if they win the win the Pac-12 championship game and they beat Washington twice and get and get some uh, get some help maybe, uh, f um, maybe from Florida or Louisville. 
uh, to, to get them over the hump because I feel like if it's if it's down to Oregon and Louisville, I think I think Oregon's going to get in. Um, if Florida State, if they win the rest of their games, uh, and they and they and both and because they have Florida, uh, they have walk over this uh, easy win this week, and then they have Florida next week, and then they have the ACC championship game against presumably Louisville. I think they'll they'll get in. So so so, so there's like nine teams so that that you really need to consider. I think Texas and uh, uh, I I think Texas has the hardest path because because they they could be a one loss conference champion and not make it uh, because uh, because of uh, how many uh, how many quality teams are are ahead of them and Texas um their, their one loss is to Oklahoma. Uh, in in the, in the um, or in the Red River rivalry. So I I, I think that that that's something to, to 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 consider. But 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 Alabama as as much as they've been off all year that they just keep finding a way to uh to uh to come back at you and bite and and Alabama is going to go into this to the SEC championship game against Georgia as underdogs and that's a really dangerous thing. That when it when it comes to these teams, and especially when it comes to 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 Nick Saban as an underdog, and it's not it's really difficult to face him when as an underdog because of how how incredible of a coach he is. I do expect Georgia to win though, be based on the sheer talent, and then and then with the with the idea of with the idea of getting some guys back due to injury. So, so I, and so I think that's gonna be, um, gonna be interesting. So, um, I, I, of course, Brock Bowers is is coming back from injury before the Tennessee game this weekend. Although that's not gonna be easy for Georgia, but I do think that'll help in terms of the strength of schedule. Um, argument if if they if they somehow need need to find a a backup plan to show the committee because because they, they they've had. Um, a couple of great wins. Um, you know, looking at the Missouri game, looking at the old Miss game, now uh, now playing a true road game against the top fifteen team. I think that's going to be a, a good test for Georgia. So 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 I think you know, so right now, if if I if I was to to pick the teams that that will be in the college football playoff right now, I'm going Ohio State. Uh, the winner of Ohio State Michigan, which I think is going to be Michigan. I'm looking at Georgia. I think they're going to win out. Florida State. I think they're going to win out. And Washington. I they might win out, but I think they're going to find a way to uh to win the uh they they might they might lose next week, but I think they can win the against Oregon State, but but that but come back to win the Pac-12 title game. Um um uh, in, in a couple of weeks um after that. So right now I view. Georgia, Michigan, Florida State, and Washington as 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 um the teams to get in, but Ohio, but the Ohio State Washington debate is going to would be really fascinating, but it's going to be one that that's going to favor Washington because Washington would be a one loss conference champion, while Ohio State is not a conference champion. So I, I I'm fascinated about that. So. A lot, lot, lot to be decided. No, nothing's guaranteed yet. Nothing's, uh, nothing's a walkover. But I, I feel the best about, 
Michigan, Georgia, and Florida State as as teams to be in the college football playoff, and and and, and we, we 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 I I talked in the open with with the Bills about uh, about buyouts and Jimbo Fisher is a seventy seven million dollar buyout with and and the next biggest buyout was Gus Malzahn's buyout at Auburn when he got fired a couple of years ago. It, uh, it, which was nearly $21.5 million. And, and Gus Molson came over, and, and in his first year, he got Auburn to the national championship game, and he had those miracle games, including the the, the infamous Iron Bowl, where, where Chris Davis had the had the, the uh, field goal, uh, missed field goal return touchdown to win that game, which was which was unbelievable at, at the time. So I, I, I'm ve- very fascinated um uh, uh, on on that front i i'm uh, it's a uh, it's so, so so that's where where i am with 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 college football in terms of the nhl it it, it is unbelievable uh, what 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 the rangers have done P- peter lively that um uh, comes in to take over for from uh to take over from david quinn i think that that's what his name was um uh, yeah, and the 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 the, the utterly overmat. Uh, it was David Quinn. What was was the guy uh, who who was fired in in twenty twenty one, which which was crazy enough. And then Gerard Gallant was fired um at the end of last season, and 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 really Peter Lavillette. Oh, who, who I think some people considered as a strong hire because um because of of his track record of. Uh, of success, you look at what what he did uh, with, with Carolina, what he did taking the Predators to the Stanley Cup final, took the Philadelphia Flyers to the Stanley Cup final, and and lost. So so he definitely has a track record of success, and and and, and the Rangers are, are look like one of the best teams in the NHL, and he's he's really maximized Alex Lafreniere. And he's and the Rangers are, are are playing at a high level uh, right now, and I think you if you're a Rangers fan, at eleven two and one, one one of the best records in the entire uh, in, in the entire National Hockey League, and they're in first place by so uh, by five points over over the Carolina over the Carolina Hurricanes. I think you got to be really uh, fired up uh, fi- fired up about that if you are. A fan of the Rangers, so so that that, that that's great stuff. The Edmonton Oilers, so that they they fired their head coach, um over um over the weekend, uh, in in J in J Woodcroft, which was something they had to do because the Oilers were uh to have the talent to go to the Stanley Cup final when you when you look at. Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl, among others. So, so of course, he had to uh, he had to fire him, and, and Chris Knobloch took over um, as as the head coach. Um, and, and he destroyed, uh, and his his Edmonton Oilers team destroyed the team that uh, that Chris Knobloch had been drafted uh, that drafted Chris Knobloch twenty six years ago in the Islanders. Um, so I think that, so that that's really. Uh, so, so, something to monitor right there when when you look at the uh, at, at the landscape of of the NHL. So uh, you 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 gotta love the the uh, what the Dallas Stars are doing. The the Stars were my preseason pick to win uh, the Stanley Cup. They have a, a, a plus twelve point differential in the Central Division. 
and then 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 you you got to look at Vegas, the defending champs. They've been on fire. Vancouver has been on fire. Um, uh, in the West, because I I picked Dallas and Vegas to go to the Western Conference Final the start of the season, and where whereas in the East I had the the where I had the New Jersey Devils, a team that that I need to see more of. They they've been a little inconsistent. Uh, to, to start the season, but um, but um, but I do think the Devils are eventually going to be um, in, in the thick of things and be my pick to represent the Eastern Conference to the Stanley Cup Final. Maybe beating Bo- a team like Boston, who is a juggernaut of, of their own. Uh, in in the East, the, the Bruins have only lost the regulation once uh, to, to start the season. So I I really appreciate what 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 these teams have done. In the National Hockey League, uh, so so there were some managerial hires uh, throughout throughout the course uh, of of the of the past several days. Uh, most 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 notably, that that the Milwaukee Brewer that the Milwaukee Brewers uh, manager, um, Craig Council, was lured to Chicago to be the manager of the Cubs, and and I think that's a that's a really uh, an outstanding hire. But by the Brewers, because look, I, I like David Ross. I think I think the future was pointing upward. Well, with with the Cubs after after to turning the team over, from from, from the likes of you know, from the days of Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo, and and Javi Baez and others that to tur- turn them uh turn over to a new generation of Cubs players with Nico Horner, um, Seiya Suzuki, and. And of course, he had a, ma- a wonderful uh, addition, uh, season by Cody Bellinger last year. Uh, and of course, uh, Bellinger is going to get some big money from somebody, but we don't we don't know uh, we don't know what it uh, what it, what it was. The so how about the Giants? Uh, that they, they they hire Bob Melvin as their manager after after firing the the overmatched Gabe Kapler. I think that's a strong hire. Carlos Mendoza. Well, what was the pick to be the Mets' next skipper over uh, at the succeeding, uh, bu- uh, succeeding Buck Showalter, and, and of course Mendoza was was the Yankees' bench coach uh, for, 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 so, for so many years, uh, and, and, had, and had been in the in the Yankees organization that had so that's been in the in the win- that has had winning seasons for you know, for every season he's been in that organization, so. Uh, so, so that that that's going to be uh, going to be going to be interesting. Um, so he and he was introduced today as the next skipper of the Mets in a press conference that featured uh, featured him and 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 David Stearns, the new president of, of baseball operations, and 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 I think and I think he said some re- some really good things, and, and and he won the press conference, which which is which is something you want want to. Uh, it's something you you want to do, but I I but I think yeah he he knows so uh, that that there's that that the thing that matters to the Mets uh, and the Mets fans and the and the diehard fan who 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 is the the, the fans who are so invested in this team compared to other teams uh, in New York and and how New York is, is such a baseball town that Carlos Mendoza knows he's got to win, right? Because because you have the big payroll, so you 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 you, you have. Um, maybe the best shortstop in baseball, Francisco Lindor. You you have great. Uh, you 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 have Pete Alonso, who we, who we talked about uh, talked about with with Steve Gelbs on the SN uh, uh, on SNY, uh, and and how the chat for forty five minutes was uh, was was like a was like a thing, 
and 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 he he says that uh, that that he that that, that and David Stearns thinks that um about um about about different different things about about why they didn't hire Craig Council and 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 what the what the minor hurdle was for uh for the for the uh, for the Mets to hire Mendoza and that was the Yankees ties, so which he choked which was choked as a as a minor hurdle, but so. But I, 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 but we need to see the results before before we declare them. declare this a victory for 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 the Mets. So that that's going to be um uh, uh, that's going to be something to watch out for. The Angels hired Ron Washington as their manager, and if if you're an Angels fan, I'm obsessed, and I'm I'm very happy for Ron Washington because he gets another chance to to be. A big league manager, which I felt was overdue, given how much, given how instrumental he was in in, in developing the uh, developing the stars from the Braves. In the especially when you look at the infield, when you look at the base running with uh and and how Austin Riley and and honestly Albies have have been unbelievable, and they've been unbelievable additions. With the Braves, of course, Dansby Swanson. So, uh, uh, who uh, who was uh, was terrific uh, as well? I think I think he uh, Dansby Swanson won a Gold Glove this year with the Cubs. So, so I I, I really want, I think it's it's a really strong hire for, uh, for the Angels. The Guardians that uh, they, they think uh, knowing that they were probably going to be out on the Craig Council sweepstakes. I thought they I thought they they did well when with with hiring Stephen Both, the former uh, former big league catcher and. And went went to a World Series, won division, uh, and 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 did, and did, did good things. But but Terry Francona resigned, and, and I think Stephen Vogt is a solid hire, by them. I think the the Astros I thought did well by uh, by by elevating Joe Espada to be the next manager because I think the Astros needed more of a continuity after Dusty Baker uh, retired, and, and well wishes on him. So so he so he he was the uh, I think he was a good hire that that there there were talks for 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 a while uh, on how he was going to be a big league manager someday and 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 I I thought uh, uh, for a hot minute it was going to be with the Mets but but now it's with the uh, with the Houston Astros and, and he and he inherits a good a good position because he because he already knows the players so i i think that's a really strong hire the the brewers are expected to announce that pat murphy is going to be their replacement to to be to be the next manager with with with, with the brewers and i i think that's a really strong hire because because i i think the the, the brewers uh because they they have the analytics department um in, in stable condition after uh, under david Stearns, and that's so now they need that that old school mentality to to complement uh, the analytics that that's uh, that's driving baseball to, to the place it wants to be. So I think it's a Pat Murphy has a lot of coaching experience. Um, uh, going going back to his days with with Notre Dame and Arizona State. So I think that's going to be a good hire uh, as well. So so, so I, I I think um everyone did relatively well in in this process. So we we'll see exactly how. It translates in the coming years for for these teams. We we had a, a managerial carousel like we've never had before in Major League Baseball. So we'll we'll, we'll see exactly how uh, as a, how that adds up. So.
very looking forward to that and a lot of things to look forward to um, in in the world of uh, sports uh, for for the, for the upcoming months with and with the NFL season, of course. Our next NFL special is going to take place on Thursday, where I'll be making my picks against the spread for Week 11 in the NFL. By the way, I'm over 500 for the first time all season against the spread. I'm I, I last week I went nine three and two against the spread, um, which included the the picking the Broncos with the points. I thought that was an easy bet. Uh, give, given the Bills' struggles, so I'm now 74, 71, and five on the season against the spread. And, and straight up, I went 10 and four. I would have I, I would have uh, gone 11 and three if the 12 men on the defense didn't happen. But but I digress. N- now I'm nine. Uh, now I have a record of 92 and fi- uh, 92 and 58 on the season against the spread so uh, i i am on fire it is now time to uh if you haven't done so already to hop on the hooked on sports uh, spread bandwagon and, and we're going to keep it rolling here although i will say that, that i am floored about 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 this uh, about this, uh, this ravens Bengals game on thursday and I, i'm not going to i i don't think i'm gonna have a decision on, on that game uh, and, and, and what direction I'm going to pick until uh, until right before I record the podcast on third on, on late late tomorrow night and early Thursday uh, late Wednesday night early Thursday morning. So I, I'm going to need some time to think about that one. But until then, this is John Flynn saying so long. I'm going to be back here on the podcast on Thursday. So long, everybody.